Okay, ladies, this one is for you. I want to show you what it means to be a high-value woman. I am offering a boot camp all for my ladies out there where I am going to teach you how to take charge of your life and set a path for your future that you are happy about and excited for. In this boot camp, you will learn how to create positive and healthy self-talk. You will learn how to set boundaries. You will learn how to create the happiness and peace that you desire. We are going to tackle a variety of topics, and that's why this boot camp is so, so different because we are tackling all areas of life. We are tackling career and your finances and relationships and love and your health and your physical body and your social life and your girlfriends. And, you know, the part that's so exciting about this boot camp is this course will actually hit every area of your life for a complete guide on how to create a fulfilling life. Now, I don't care who you talk to, we all want a little piece of that. So start learning the skills that are necessary in order for you to have everything you've ever wanted and desired. No more waiting around for something or someone else to begin to fill you up and make you happy. You have the ability to create that happiness all on your own just with what you have right now. This is just about learning the skills that you probably never learned in order to have all those areas of your life feel happy, content, and fulfilled. It is your time to begin creating creating this happiness for yourself. So sign up today on my website. All of the links are below. Hey guys, welcome back to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I am so excited that you are here. Let's dive right into this week's topic. Okay, so let's get into controlling ways. And again, there are two types of controlling people, really. We have the nice person that really means well, but needs to have control over everything. And then there's the abuser. So regardless, nice person, abuser, there's a reason why people tend to be controlling. And really what it does is it gives that person a sense of safety. Um, they feel more secure with life if they can have their hands in it because for a lot of people, they have felt very out of control at points in their life. And so by, by being controlling, it gives them a sense of, I feel okay, I'm okay, everything's fine because I'm in control and I don't have to worry because if I'm in control, then nothing's going to happen and I don't have to experience pain and I can get what I want. And so we start to, or those these types of people start to play those kind of programs or stories out, which just reinforces the bad behavior if they're not aware that they are controlling at all or do any of these things. They're not, they're not even aware that they do any of these things. So let's get into the signs. Another thing that I really want to mention that I think is extremely important is someone who is very controlling suffers from 100% anxiety for sure is someone who is definitely insecure in a lot of ways because again that sense of control gives me security and so I'm not secure that if I'm not in control that everything's going to be okay that I'll be able to handle it that I'll be able to take care of myself that's a huge thing um, they tend to suffer a little bit from that low self-esteem and they tend to really suffer from kind of like that obsessive compulsive stuff. So when you mix all those things together, that's just a recipe for I am controlling, you know? So let's get into some of the signs. So I wanna go over this list because some of them are very obvious. I'm not gonna go into too many, too much detail because I really wanna go into how to re-respond, but I wanna give you a little bit of background. All right, number one, they like routine. Again, controlling, routine, one, two, three, four. Like, I don't have to think, we don't have to worry. Um, I like watching the same shows over and over again. I like a schedule. I, I like that routine aspect to life. They can also be very critical 
of other people and how someone lives their life and how someone dresses and how someone um, you know operates in the world. So you're going to see a little bit of judging probably that comes from this person um, because their way is the way, right? Because I'm controlling, so my way is the best way. They love to give advice when it's not asked for, when no one needs to hear it, because again, my way is the right way. This is the way things should be. Uh, they are definitely passive aggressive, and that's probably their drink of choice because it just, just kind of gets my opinions out there in a little unhealthy way and just kind of dings you a little bit. Um, hopefully to kind of jolt something inside of you, you know, some insecurity yourself, so maybe you'll be reactive or maybe you'll listen to me a little bit more if I'm a little passive aggressive with that and kind of wound you a little. So be on the lookout for that. Um, they definitely feel upset when things don't go their way. And now look, are we all upset when things don't go away? Yeah, we are because we're humans, but how they go about it and how they deal with that disappointment is something completely different. Now we're talking about more of that unhealthy, controlling, manipulative, dare I say it, possibly narcissistic person. How do they continue to carry on after that disappointment, after not getting their way? That's going to, it's just one of the signs of someone who is controlling because they didn't get their way. And now someone who's unhealthy is going to throw a tantrum. So this is where the narcissism comes into play. Someone who's a little healthier and nicer, but just is controlling, they'll be able to control their feelings of disappointment because we have to learn that as adults. We don't always get our way. Uh, someone who's abusive and toxic they don't know how to do that. We all know this next one. They're perfectionists. They're very organized and OCD. Like I said, they like things a certain way. And a lot of these signs or traits of a controlling person can actually be things that are really beneficial. You know, someone who's organized and likes routine and, and is steady with something while that can really help you. It can help you to be productive and help you to get things done. All of those things. I think where it starts to get a little bit more on the unhealthy side is when you have a complete tunnel vision for something and you're not at all open and flexible to any other options or possibilities. So when it's my way or the highway type of thing and I'm not able to listen to criticism or take your ideas and us work together on, on what is the best option, um, even if I still believe my option is the best option, why can't I do something different? Why can't I be flexible and be more open? So that's where it starts to really hurt relationships, number one, because again, this is really a factor of relationships. If I'm by myself and I'm controlling, then it doesn't really matter. But if I'm in a relationship with anyone, someone I work with, partner, etc., and I have these traits and I act in this way, it's going to really hurt the relationship. They're definitely a type A personality. They definitely have trouble relaxing because they are, um, a mover, you know, they're always going, they're always doing, they're always thinking. Uh, they're just that kind of worry person, really, that has very high standards uh, and doesn't like to relinquish control because they like things a certain way. So why are they this way? Like I said earlier, basically someone who's controlling is because they find peace and contentment in having control because uh, it takes the element of, I'm not gonna be disappointed, everything's gonna work out, I don't have to feel uncomfortable, all of those types of things, it kind of alleviates, quote unquote, alleviates the person of all of that. So they find a little bit of peace in controlling and controlling 100% is a learned behavior. If you had a controlling parent, probably probably you're going to navigate towards that a little bit, unless you you know gravitated more towards the other parent than perhaps not, but you would really have had to seen the control 
and really were like, I don't want to be like that. But I think on some levels, even if you gravitated towards dad, for example, and mom was really controlling, there might be remnants of that that you still take on, whether it's the OCD or, or things like that. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a new coaching option that I've created for you guys. We are now rolling out our membership program. This is a great opportunity that is super affordable coaching if you are interested in working with me. There's a few aspects to my membership program, so let me tell you what it entails. First off, you're going to have exclusive content created for you every single week. So whether that's videos, podcasts, educational content, motivational content, all that stuff that you guys love to hear, all the educational pieces. You're also gonna have access to a weekly Q&A forum where we're diving into a variety of questions regarding that week's topic. Every week we are diving into a new topic. And whenever you do enroll, you also have access to all the content, all the webinars, everything that was already created previously. So that's another great opportunity. You'll also have access to everything that you've missed. You'll also have access to a community forum. And the community forum is a great opportunity to not only chat with me, but also chat with people who have been there or who are going through similar things. I always say there's two aspects to really diving into self-development. Number one is knowledge and number two is support. Next, you're also going to have the ability to gain exclusive promotions every single week. And now I'm talking the good stuff. I'm talking 50, 60% off courses, free eBooks, things like that. So if you guys are interested is a monthly membership program, I will link everything down below and don't forget to subscribe. You can cancel at any time. So how do we respond to this type of person? So how do we deal with this type of person if we have to interact with them and they're extremely controlling? So number one, I always say you have to understand in what ways are they controlling? So you have to learn who this person is and in what ways are they controlling? And if you say they're controlling in all aspects of life, I don't believe that. I'm sure that there are times where they sit on the couch and they could care less. So in what ways, what ways around the house, what ways in life do they 100% want to have all their hands in and have control over that? So number one, I would want to know that. And number two, do those things involve you? If it does involve you and it's really hurting your relationship, then obviously number one, you know, you got to be able to communicate with your partner. And, and this isn't about them understanding and sitting in a space and saying, you know what, you're telling me I'm controlling and I'm self-reflecting here for a minute. And I think you're onto something. I think I am. Yeah, no, that, that may not happen. I mean, they may know they're controlling and depending on the person, they may know that this behavior is hurting your relationship. Okay, great. Then we can continue to work on that because there's acknowledgement there. So that's the first step. Um, but if you've never had this conversation before and maybe you've always been a passive person and let things go and now it's starting to build up, you have to be able to communicate how their behavior is actually making you feel. I mean, that has to be step one. And quite frankly, you should have never suppressed that in the beginning, but you did. So let's make amends and go from there. So now depending on who this person is, like I said, they might have that level of self-awareness and they might actually be able to make change. One of the things that I always see in relationships, especially with couples, is they complain about things, but they don't give the person tangible things to work on. They give them a long laundry list of all the things that they don't like about this person. So think about marriage counseling. You sit down, you, you already have resentment and anger and frustration with your partner, and then you just complain to the therapist or the coach or whoever about all the things that you don't like about this person. You give them a laundry list of all the things that I need you to work on, all the things I want you to work on, and 
where do we go from there? So we have to look at this laundry list of things, even these controlling behaviors. I'm sure there's a multitude of things on that list that you're looking at right now. Uh, let's look at one thing and let's just work on one thing. And we're not allowed to talk about any other thing. That's something that will really help because now you're giving each other tangible things to work on to help you to actually start making progress in your relationship. And I really think that go that holds true for any relationship. It just means let's set ourselves up for success and not failure, but you have to be willing to give one thing and let the rest go. And I think when you have years of resentment and anger and frustration, you want to hang on to those things, but you really have to let them go. Now, if you're dealing with someone who is a little bit more unhealthy or just doesn't want to have any acknowledgement, then you really have to determine how far do you go with this process and where does this relationship go from here if someone's not willing to even take a step? Like you can't even move a toe, then that's a little bit of a problem, but only you can really determine that. So I think that that's important is look, you're either gonna go two, two ways. You're gonna go in a way where someone really wants to work on something and where someone just really doesn't want to and they're not good for you. So the next thing is we're really setting boundaries. This means that we're losing the whole yes person mentality. We're not, you know, a passive person. We're not necessarily go with the flow. Um, no one likes that person. I mean, yeah, we all think that that person's great sometimes if you're the controlling one, but at the end of the day, we want someone to be able to stand up to us. And, and again, if you've been a passive person for a long period of time in your relationship and now all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, hey, look, I have a voice and I have some stuff to say you're you're becoming something that your partner isn't used to and so it's going to take a second for them to kind of catch up so they may not like what you have to say and, and you might hit a little resistance with that but just keep at it make sure you're communicating in the right way in the loving way in the healthy way setting these boundaries and eventually things i think will start to uh, subside the more you kind of do this work. The thing with boundaries that most people mess up on and it's really in the beginning and I'm not even talking yet about enforcing boundaries because that comes later on and I know that that's sometimes hard because that means really cutting the cord from a person saying okay this relationship can't work out or maybe we don't see each other as much or maybe we end it you know whatever that looks like but in the early stages of boundaries the most important thing is going to be consistency. You have to learn to be consistent because that's the only way you're going to teach someone who you are and what you will tolerate versus is that consistency. So if you're all over the place and you're wishy-washy with your boundaries, then sorry, it's not none of this is going to work and you're not gonna get your relationship back to where you want it to be or even to the place that you want it to be because it's never even been there. So that's that. I also think that when you are dealing with someone who's controlling, you don't wanna deal with the back and forth drama of you did this, I did that. And that's why I think it is so important of making sure that we give that one item that we're working on and we work on that really well until it becomes non-existent and then we work on the next thing. And this goes for the both of you because I'm sure the other person has a laundry list of things that they don't like about you either that maybe they want to change. Um, and I, this isn't about changing yourself for a person. This is about seeing this list or seeing this one thing and really asking yourself, is this, is this true what the person is saying? And do I, do I actually want to work on that and change that? Because you can never change for a person. And even if someone tries to change, um, you'll know whether it was for you or not, because if it's for you, if it's not for them, they're not going to be consistent. So it has to be for themselves first. Maybe you triggered it because you brought something to their attention, but they have to be able to self-reflect and say, do I actually want to be this way? 
So I hope that that has helped you guys. I hope that you have gotten some good tidbits from this podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for all of the love and supporting these episodes. I hope they were inspirational and motivating and inspired you and educated you as well. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. Hey friends, thanks for loving our podcast and thriving with us. If you are still thinking after listening to enough podcasts that you still need some guidance or answers with your healing journey, then book a session with me today. You can click below any podcast for more information or go to my website, www.stephanielynlifecoaching.com.